0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in and joining us.
2: Why do you have a smirk on your face? You could do it smart out comments and walk in. But you could be here. So, <laughs> do you remember that JC versus Sam argument that we had some time ago? We put our top five guards list and set the world on fire, pretty much. Well, oh, yeah. I did. I watched. I I put a match in and I poured gasoline on it. So a friend of mine texts me. Uh, he emailed me a link and he says you should read this. And it's to that USU forum chat page. I. I don't read those. I stay, in fact, actually more so now, stay off of those just in case I say anything dumb and it gets put out there to get fried. Such was the case with the whole JC thing where I didn't put in my top five. And there's like this, I mean, long, long conversation. And it's really good detailing conversation of why people love JC and why some people love Sam. And um, I just read, I, I was just reading through it and uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know what people got more upset about, um, Utah u fans not seeing Andre Miller beat Sam Merrill, or or me not putting J.C. in my top five guards. Oh, and that— uh, It's pretty damn close, though, that other man. poll that happened. Yeah, I, I mean, they just—I mean, it's <laughs> a long—and I was like, why am I reading this? This is not good. So, I mean, to stay off of those, but uh, I read it, and yeah— That's where I was.
1: Uh, I'm still wondering why you (laughs) where where your head was at. The the look on your
2: face was just livid and shocked and even embarrassed. So, yeah, that was fun. We'll have to. Well, you know, we'll have to do that with uh, some of the football, right? You know, quarterbacks or running backs and. We'll have to get into that a little bit. That'd be kind of an interesting yeah, conversation. Friday 5 to have. best yeah. with
1: uh, some football. Yeah, aspects we'll have to do
2: that. It. That'd be that'd be
1: fun. Speaking of football, I know we've kind of discussed this previously, but it's kind of making the rounds again this afternoon. Um, just that uh, Division One Council is approving football's preseason model. Uh, so if if your first game is on September fifth. You can begin your summer access activities on July 13th. Meetings and walkthroughs on July 24th. Preseason practice can begin August 7th. So uh, moving forward, college football. And uh, it may not be as much time as some of these coaches wanted for uh, conditioning and the fact that they got their summer practices basically taken away. So there's a lot of development that still needs to take place and a lot of evaluation that needs to take place. But at least the NCAA has made an, a decision and uh, laid out a plan now that that all schools can begin to follow. So anyway, that little piece of news um, that's going out uh, uh, this week. A um, couple other big things going on in sports. Uh, Major League Baseball, this is like a, a soap opera. Um. This it just it continues on, <laughs> and it, the without a whole, whole lot of resolution. And isn't that usually how a soap opera goes? You have these bad actors; they're just bad actors, and they have the same kind of plot. But there's never ever any kind of resolution to what goes on. Anyway, that's kind of what's going on in Major League Baseball, and. There was uh, Major League Baseball, as an organization and their owners, they've put out like three different proposals. The Players Association has put out a couple of their own. They just keep keep playing this out of the media without really constructive or substantive conversations together in person. Uh, apparently that's changing a little bit. Uh, Rob Manfred last week comes out and says, I'm 100% confident there will be a baseball season. Earlier this week, I don't th- I'm don't. i not confident at all. I mean, that's a complete 180, 180. And then today we learned that he got together with MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark last night in Arizona for a face-to-face. And um, according to uh, some statements by Rob Manfred today, he says, at my request, Tony Clark and I met for several hours yesterday in Phoenix. We left that meeting with a jointly developed framework that we agreed could form the basis of an agreement and subject to conversations with our respective constituents. I summarized that framework numerous times in the meeting and sent Tony a written summary today. Consistent with our conversations yesterday, I am encouraging the clubs to move forward, and I trust Tony is doing the same, close quote. Uh, And according to some sources, uh, there will be a full prorated pay to the players, not as many games, but there will be a full prorated play, uh, pay. Now, it, will they stick to that, or will it still be changed? Uh, Major League Baseball is proposing 60 days. Players wanted more games than that, so will they settle on 65? But, Ajay, do you feel any more comfortable today than you did a few days ago that Major League Baseball is any closer to resuming play?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I think this is the first time where we've seen genuine, sincere conversation that made the deal seem like it was it, w- it was going to be possible. Like, I mean, even the biggest reason, I'd say, for that is that full prorated salary deal. And, I mean, it's a condition, I believe, that the union, I think uh, it, they want it to be consistent, I think the is the biggest key with it all. Um, but also I, and I, I, think I heard Buster only say this, uh, on the radio today, he, he said something to the fact that there's only two outcomes that will come out of this. Either the owners totally surrender, uh, or they effectively end the 2020 season and, and go to a total war with them. One of two things is going to happen now, like no more back and forth. They're either going to say, yep, we're in, let's play, let's go, let's move on. Or they're going to say, you know what? We're done. We'll figure it out next year. But here's the thing is that that CBA contract in baseball, Eric, doesn't that expire after this season? No, I think it expires after next. So they still got one more year?
1: If I'm not mistaken.
2: If that's the case, then they, I mean, that's good. They got some time. If not, they need to get it together and get it together quick because March comes around very quickly uh, during the offseason. But the fact that they're still talking – and that, and that Manfred uh, flew out to go meet Clark. That might be the one that, you know, kind of checks everything and says, okay, we're actually on the progression of actually having a baseball season, 60-something games or whatever it's, it's going to be. But, and they really do need to get going soon because we're in, what, June, middle of June now, past middle of June? Need to get moving very, very quickly because October, uh, and it's just it's a really squeezed-in time. Um, you're not gonna have a lot to fit in a whole bunch of baseball.
1: You put your headphones on. This is, this is an appropriate theme music. This is the theme music to "As the World Turns."
2: <laughs> Why do you know this? Why do you know this? I just looked it up. Just... You did not just look it up. You tell me the truth right now. <laughs> Dang it! What? How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> there was. Uh, I don't think it was this one. But wait, why is you? Why are you playing As the World Turns? By the way, I, I've never seen this. That was a soap opera. opera. I yeah, Eric. I never watched soap opera. I'm not like you did I watched Days of Our Lives for the Young and Re- Actually, I did watch an episode of the Young and Restless when Paul Walker was on it. But why are you playing Half the World turns Soap Opera music? <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I just think it is a
1: soap opera with what's going on in Major League Baseball.
2: Sounds like Mary Poppins.
0: through the hourglass. <laughs> so are the days of our lives.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hey, you know, you're right, though. It has been a soap opera. It's been, hey, we just want a place to play. You tell us when and where. We'll be there. All right, well, hey, we're going to play this many games. We're going to get this much money. Start playing here. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, we can't do that. That's not going to work.
1: I th- yeah, then comments like, oh, negotiating with you is futile. Yeah. Just tell us when and where. Yeah. And then Manfred's like, I could do that, <laughs> but <laughs> you're going to file a grievance, yeah, and it's going to get worse.
2: Haven't we already tried that?
1: I think that, I wonder, I think that and then I wonder, I should clarify that. I think that the this new announcement that came out uh, late last week about this new deal with Turner and this, what was it, $4 billion contract for TV rights? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I'm wondering if, now that that's been made public, if Manfred can, can now say, look, we may have a way to make this work if we defer some payments because we're going to get a lot of extra money from TV rights here in a few years. And that may make it a little bit more possible because that deal wasn't they, – they maybe knew it was coming, but it wasn't inked. So they, they I don't think they would dare talk about that in any negotiations. But now that it is official, maybe that gives the owners a little bit more leverage – or maybe not leverage, but more – um, more to work with in coming closer to what the players are asking, because it it gives them additional sources of 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 income that's not tied to concessions and ticket sales. Yeah, that's a good. So point. I I think that helps Major League Baseball owners and Rob Manfred move closer to the players if they can work something out that maybe okay you'll get your salary but you may not get it all this year it may be percentages this year and then on top of what you are next year we'll I'll put we'll get it back to you at some point it may take us a little bit of time but once we get all this TV money coming in that will help us to help recover our losses
2: from 2020 Jesse Rogers of ESPN for uh, he writes for the MLB put on Twitter he says correct me if i'm wrong but 60 games at full prorated isn't that much more than the 50 games that have been rumored As long as the league commits to full pro-rated no matter where it ends up, then today was the beginning of the end. If they hesitate going up the ladder in number of games, we're back to square one. I didn't know that. That 60 games at full pro-rated isn't much more than 50. So did they just do what we've been talking... We've talked about it before, where they asked the exact same question in a different form with a small, minor, like... Uh, perk to it, and then the uh, players are like, hey, that sounds kind of nice. But the players have got to be smarter than that. And I'm not trying to be uh, Debbie Downer here, but brings up a good point. I don't know. It's And, and, and the problem does, you're I'm, right.
1: I'm to the point where I am not getting my hopes up for anything. Yeah. Just well, the way that this has gone. And, 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 it's all it's,
2: I feel like it's more so smoke
1: the and mirrors field. right now yeah. until something is coming together. They appear together in a press conference with thumbs up from both of them that we're going forward, we're going to play on this day. Yeah. Until that happens, I'm not getting my hopes up I'm beyond that now. I mean, under this proposed plan, if it does get accepted, the season could begin on July 19th. That's one month away from right now. Huh. It's not going to happen. I mean, they'd have a full couple of weeks' head start before. They'd have a
2: full month and a half before um, uh, NBA, well, NHL. And, and the other thing is with it is just because they're talking doesn't mean we're like much closer. We're just progressing towards each other instead of digressing from each other. That's all it is. It's just steps towards each other. And it's not like to say, hey, we finally had a discussion, and it's just, you know, we're going to get just rocketed towards each other and collide and, and uh, kiss and make up and move on when they're have baseball. There's still a lot of conversation to be had. And I, I don't know if they can solve and um, put a solution to this issue. Anytime sooner. I'm just, I'm not confident right now.
1: Uh, Under the Major League Baseball owner's proposal, like I said, season would begin July 19th, uh, 60 games. They would have 10 off days. And, uh, but there is an expectation that further talks. Will continue and probably look more like sixty-five games. I think these are just marketing or yeah. not marketing, but negotiation yeah. ploys. About I'm I'm one hundred percent confident that I'm not confident at all. And then <laughs> another day, I'm meeting in person with the uh, with their rep, and we're singing kumbaya and making things happen, doing crafts together. You know, it just. Wow, what a roller coaster ride for major league baseball
2: yeah and it's it's been that way for what are we now a month and a half maybe it, it it's been like that and and minor league players took the majority of the blow and now it's now it's just bickering back and forth with i mean and you're pretty much running in mud here, which is not a good situation <sighs> it's Fr- so weird. frustrating huh it is frustrating yeah frustrating yeah and the thing is eric uh baseball had the chance to be the face of sports baseball had their like one really one shining moment chance to be the face of sports where hey yeah we're gonna play baseball we're ready to go while nothing else is going on baseball games are and they just took a poop on it (laughs) and said you know what we're not ready to play we're not getting enough money. We're giving them too much money. They're taking our TV revenue. We aren't getting any TV revenue. Well, what do you want to do? Let's, file, let's, let's lay off all the minor leaguers first. Let's do that. And then let's get back to us complaining against each other. It's unreal. just doesn't make any sense to me, Eric.
1: Uh, Early on in the negotiations, the the players, what they wanted versus what the owners were willing to to pay, they were about a billion dollars apart early on. Uh, Now, they've kind of gone back and forth. And basically, the owners, they've stuck to with the the same basic uh, proposal, just they've put different colors of paint on it. Um, and the players haven't really moved a whole, heck of a whole lot either until a little bit more recently. Uh, the owners are moving a little bit more in the player direction. So let's hope to get it worked out. Let's hope that there's some fruit from this uh, face-to-face meeting in Arizona uh, last night. And uh, see if maybe within the next uh, couple of days, maybe by the end of the week, Ajay, we could get an agreement. But like I said, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not getting excited. I've resigned myself to the fact that there probably will not be baseball this year.
2: Yeah, I've already, I'm have already. i already starting to kind of move on without it.
1: And, and if it does happen,
2: <clears throat> oh, that's just a happy surprise. Yeah, right? That's just a bonus when we get basketball and football back. But, yeah, but baseball better not expect to for us to just turn on our tubes and say, oh man, love to watch the Rockies and Padres. I what mean, does- if, it, if the case is, it's going to be Colorado fans are going to watch the Denver Nuggets play versus the Toronto Raptors or whatever it is.
1: What does a, the effect of a shortened season have on like playoff races or title races?
2: That so that's a really really good question. Do the better teams still end out on top?
1: Yeah, or well, does well, it widen the, the field?
2: Part, well, do you remember in nineteen was it nineteen ninety nine NBA like. You remember that season? Because they had the strike shortened season. Um and it was shortened to fifty games, if I'm not mi- mistaken. And so, for example, there are teams that are up there that hadn't seen the top of the world in quite some time. Uh San Antonio and Utah tied like at thirty seven and thirteen in their division. That's crazy. Uh but the Sacramento Kings uh they benefited it from it. Um it, it really benefited younger teams. Yes, seventy six younger up and coming teams. 76ers came out of it alive, New York Knicks as well. Because of how the regular season was structured. It was yes.
1: a lot of games in a short amount of time. Atlanta
2: Hawks. So and, and that's the thing is that it can benefit you because you are putting less wear and tear on your on your guys.
1: So is it more about who has the deeper pitching staff? Yeah,
2: I would say so. And who has a more effective bullpen. It's all about the bullpen now, right? I mean, if you can use your bullpen maybe once or twice in three games but don't have to go more than two or three pitchers in, you're set. You are set. Because then you get a day off if they have a day off, rest, recover, um, Or if you have your starter go seven to eight innings now, like seven to eight innings in a strike-shortened season is monstrous.
1: Is there going to be more pressure on on starting pitchers I to go longer? I think there will.
2: I mean, because I think last year, I, Eric, you and I had a discussion about, a really good discussion too, about why pitchers only go five to six innings. We were seeing a lot of that in the playoffs too. Yep. Uh, they go 5-6, and then you go to your bullpen, and then they milk their bullpen. Yeah. I mean, and so where they have maybe one or two pitchers left going into the game two, game three, four, five, six, et cetera. Now you're saying, all right, you know what? If you can go eight innings for us, and we only have to use our closer for the ninth inning, that gives us five other pitchers to choose between in a three-game series, four-game series, most like a three-game series, and then we have a day off. Like that's you're, you're sitting perfect, and so teams like the Dodgers are going to benefit a lot from this. Uh, Houston should as well. Uh, I would say Boston and Washington will also benefit from it. If you don't have a deep pitching staff, it's going to hurt you well, not as much as it would in regular season, but enough to where it's going to probably ruin your chance to get into the playoffs or at least make a playoff run. Uh, I think it's.
1: If- Really interesting, just to see how how teams adapt and make it and try to make it work. Yeah, and hopefully they do. But I'm I'm not holding my breath. Uh, coming up next year in the full court press uh, a school in the Mountain West under fire, and honestly, why they haven't made the change before now kind of surprises me.
2: Oh come on!
1: Because a similar school in the state of Utah with a similar mascot. Made it. They they made a change a Where, while ago.
2: Are we?
0: And I guess with that, the
2: question is: Are we being too
0: sensitive? We'll discuss that next. Here's the full court press: the Aggies, Jazz, high schools, even the Pee Wee's T-ball team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Mm-hmm.
1: Eric and Ajay Salveson, uh, a school in the Mountain West under fire. Frankly, I'm surprised these changes weren't taken care of earlier than now. Uh, UNLV, there's a a protest going on about their mascot, and uh, it's been growing significantly over the last few weeks, as you might imagine. The university's president went to, uh, to Twitter last night and uh, said that there is a, there's a statue of their mascot. Uh, as you know, they're called the Rebels. And there's a statue that looks like their mascot that you see at games. He's a Confederate soldier, big hat, big handlebar mustache. And the statue looks just like him. Well, they've removed the statue. The statue is called Hey Reb. And uh, they removed the statue. Uh, and the The mascot dates to the school's origin back in the mid 1950s, when they were just an extension campus of University of Reno, uh, University of Nevada Reno, and basically they they claimed that they it was based on the rivalry since they were Nevada Reno was in the north, they were in the south, so they adopted symbols of the south in the rivalry. Uh, The mascot was originally a cartoon wolf with a Confederate uniform named uh, Beauregard. And um, this, uh, by the way, this Beauregard was the Confederate general who fired the first shots of the Civil War. So there's this petition to not only remove the mascot, but to change the mascot overall. Uh, this uh, this petition says uh, the, the rebel is racist. It's rooted in Confederate mythology. Uh, it, it, it's a public image that runs counter to our core values and UNLV's mission to become leading multicultural university. Uh, having a mascot that is inextricably connected to a failed regime whose single aim was to preserve the institution of slavery is an embarrassment to our campus and to our community, close quote. I'm, I'm a little surprised that they've had that Rebel mantra and mascot for it's as long as they have. It's
2: not what it... Look, Dixie State. It's the Rebels. Dixie I mean, do State you change the old Miss Rebels too, right? I well, mean, do we change their logo? Why are we all of a sudden, because of the way... Because it's 2020. Now we're all of a sudden like, hey, their name's the Oklahoma... Or their name's the UNLV Rebels. That is, that is atrocious. Atrocious, I tell you. And in fact, 9315 uh, sounds like what just went uh, on at Rich High School with their Rebel mascot. That's right. They're that's the right. Rich High Rebels. They're they the rich it? Rebels. What are they now? Have they changed it then? Or are they going through a change? Oh, that's, I, I had forgotten about the rich Rebels. Me too. But here's the thing, Eric. In 1991, when Coach Tarkanian was taking the Rebels to the national championship with Larry Johnson and uh, Stacey Ogman, right, and they had that great basketball team, was there complaints that there was a Confederate Rebel as their mascot? Was there complaints that they were the Rebels? Why all of a sudden now is it a problem? How many years later and it's now a big issue? And and by the way, why didn't you ever bring this up before? Why are you now all of a sudden coming out and saying, hey, we need to change it. It's been time.
1: To- <laughs> Where well apparently they there have been there have been people on that campus or associated with UNLV for for many years that have asked that there should be some changes uh, in 1976 the student Senate voted to banish Beauregard then six years later they come out with uh, the the mascot that we know in, uh, today the Confederate straight-up Confederate soldier. And like I said, Dixie State down in southern Utah, they they went through this. They were known as the Rebels starting in 1952. They even flew a Confederate flag on their campus as a, as a school symbol from 1960 to 1993. Eventually, they switched to the Red Storm, which didn't last long. It was kind of weird. Um, and then uh they re- they had some rebel statues with confederate flags on their on their campus they removed those statues in 2012 they changed to the trailblazers in 2016 uh but they they uh it was a big discussion about changing the name of the school back in 2013 So they I they see. made some changes. They they recognized that look, this isn't really why are we associating with a, a an organization, a movement that was about slavery, that was about secession from the country. Let's we don't have to be associated with that. We can still we can still do things without having to associate with that.
2: Mm. I feel... And, we're being too sensitive. It, it's the Rebels. Like, come on. Do you call them the Rebels, but you just don't have a Confederate soldier as your mascot? Yeah, then, I mean, just change it to a guy without a Confederate hat or whatever. Just change into to a guy who looks like... Uh, Some crazy guy who's a, who's a Rebel? What's that Looney Tunes character? Who uh, chases, off, chases after the rabbit all the time? What's his name? What's the looney character who chases Bugs Bunny all the time? Come on, Eric, help me, dude! Bugs, Lu- come on, man! You know what it is? Uh, he has like the hat and the big mustache and uh, the wicked eyes. Um, it's uh, frick, it's uh, Yosemite Sam. Why can't the guy just be Yosemite Sam? I'm gonna say Elmer Fudd.
1: Oh, wait. But you're, you're
2: describing Yosemite, Sam. Yeah. Elmer Fudd. Dude, if that was your mascot, you should be in FCS football. <laughs> That's a shame. Look, I, I just I feel, with all due respect, we're being a touch, a touch too sensitive. Oh, by the way, thank you to 5923 for the help, by the way. Uh, we're being a touch too sensitive. And, and, and if someone is named the Devils, well, hold on, hold on. Religion teaches us that the devil is a bad man. We, yes, it is. <laughs> that was Come an on. issue in Utah County. I know, and it's becoming too much. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays had to take out Devil and be the Tampa Bay Rays. It's, I assume we're not, we're just gonna run out of names. We're gonna have to be uh the. Uh, the Utah State Martians <laughs> because the Bulls, you know, the Aggies and the Bulls, well, had a sensitive animal.
1: Shouldn't UNLV see this as an opportunity? Let's rebrand our university that more closely reflects our city and the culture of our town.
2: So what are you going to be? The UNLV. The UNLV showgirls. I was going to say UNLV pole dancers, <laughs> UNLV poker chips. There you go, poker chips. And then your mascot is a poker chip. I mean is that I mean it should be the Sports U- gambling is more of a thing <laughs> UNLV... U- they should just embrace it with open arms slot machine? And then the a slot machine's the mascot? Is that what you're hoping for? Or do you want to be uh the uh lost like what, University of Las Vegas of uh I don't know. Casinos? Do yeah, casinos. Someone could dress up the as UNLV the strip? MGM grand. <laughs> Someone dresses up as a big street with lights all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you see, I, like we're just gonna run out of names because everybody gets offended about something.
1: Neon cowboy,
2: neon cowboy. <laughs> well, well, wait, wait, what's Nevada Wolfpack, right? Yeah, yeah, Wolfpack. Just yeah, can't be something without somebody getting offended. Like UNLV jackpot. Yeah, that could be really bad. Actually, that could go really south really quickly. You could be the last... Hey, like the Triple A baseball team, Las Vegas. I think they're Las Vegas Fifty Ones. They were. They changed their name. Why? They moved to a new stadium
1: and they rebranded themselves. They're uh, now I can't think of it, but they try to. They're
2: Aviators or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, but I mean, yeah, you just have to be so careful now what you name your team because someone's going to get offended. Now, luckily, the Aggies did it right when they named their university. Right, Aggies, Bulls, but why aren't we like the uh, Utah State Mountains, the Utah State Rocky Hills? They were going to be the Highlanders for a moment. See, that would have went south in a heartbeat.
1: So, I think that I honestly think that we will see UNLV undergo a mascot change and rebranding within the next six months. <laughs> I would not
2: be surprised. 6136 just texted in uh use Admiral Akbar from Star Wars, leader of the rebel force. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh my go. god. We can still call themselves the rebels? Dude, why does that guy look like he's off the the uh what's the one guy off the Goonies? Rocky Road? Yeah, who's that? I- sloth? Yeah, yeah. No one- oh wait, is it Sloth? J- what's what's it Sloth? His name is Sloth. Sloth, yeah. That's what uh, Chunk calls him. Admiral Akbar looks like Sloth from Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I like that they one. They should go all in and do that. <laughs> should we recommend it to him? Get a rights release I'm from Lucasfilm from, Lucas film film to you and, hey, from guys, Disney. I've got an idea. We're going to be the Rebels. Costumes can be kind of tough. We're, we're going Star Wars Rebels. But if we can find a guy that his eyes look like this guy, we have a shot.
1: We can all agree that that's okay. It's not politically charged.
2: Just know that your school is gonna get made fun of for the next 50 years. And children are gonna be terrified of your mask off for the rest of their lives. Hey, come get a photo with Akbar. Mommy, no! May the force be with you. <laughs> 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 and then their uh their uh their special dessert will be Rocky Road ice cream, right? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> uh, and their dance will be the truffle shuffle. Like oh, chunky. yeah. Sloth. <laughs> Goonies. <laughs> hey, see, you and Ali, we just solved all your problems. You're welcome. Thank you, 6136. That was, uh, that was money. I like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's shoot. good stuff. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I think <laughs> that they're, they will undergo a mascot change. They, they took down the statue. That's just a first step. Mm Hmm. I mean, it's going to gain steam. That they should change more than just that. Because how you trot that mascot out onto any athletic event right now? Yeah,
2: that's true. But here's the thing: we're the because we're worried about who getting offended. Who who are we worried about offending? Uh, pretty large swath of the American population. Sure. But, wh- I, again, I, I say this like Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, and the, the, all those guys who have played for the university who are African-American never said a word. Now, maybe it's because they're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars underneath the table from a couple of people, donors, back in the day. Well, just because
1: they didn't say anything it doesn't mean we don't know if they were, were offended, offended or not.
2: Or... Hmm. I just never looked at it like that. I never. I just saw a mascot. And maybe that's me being naive and a little bit ignorant. But I just always saw the Rebels. I just saw the UNLV Rebels. When I heard UNLV Rebel, oh, okay, it's UNLV Rebel. When I heard Ole Miss Rebel, okay, well, it's Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. But I never, ever saw a problem with it. But now we we have this huge issue with it. All right, uh, I, yeah. Do you agree?
1: Do you think they will have a mascot change? Will they have a rebranding? And what's your rebranding name?
2: If, if in if the you midst think it of all this, what
1: should it be? Right? Do you uh, do you embrace the Las Vegas culture and what that city is really known for? Do you broaden your scopes a little bit? Something more broad for the state of Nevada, or do you go all obscure and go uh, General Akbar?
2: Or I guess it's Admiral Ackbar. It Is it Admiral Ackbar? It's Admiral. Sorry, okay. my bad. Dude, no wonder I never watched Star Wars. That guy gave me nightmares. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Dude, uh, did you know there's a, uh, a Looney Tunes character? Why don't we ever do this? There's a Looney Tunes character who's named Playboy Penguin. Hello. That's a little offensive to kids. Hey, little Johnny. What was your favorite Looney Tunes character? Oh, uh, some of those
1: old cartoons. Know, there was a Playboy
2: little- Penguin. Ah!
1: There were some real racial stereotypes and bad things in some of those classic cartoons.
2: Did you ever let your kids watch Looney Tunes, though? Uh, I
1: don't know. that It's not that I haven't allowed or not allowed. I just don't think they've really been available. I loved Looney Tunes. I didn't know there was Playboy Penguin, though. I don't remember that one. All right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, more details emerge about the NBA bubble and returning to play. And... With some of these details, does it make it more difficult for the NBA to restart, or does it make it easier? And uh, there's a speaking of Las Vegas, uh, a sports book in Las Vegas has released their odds about who they think will win the Mountain West in
0: football this upcoming season. We'll discuss that next, coming up on the Full Court Press. A new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: It's a trap! It's a trap!
1: What was that? <laughs> that was Admiral Akbar. What? His famous line, I guess. So, was it Star Wars or Star Trek?
2: Star Wars. Episode, I don't know. When was that? Six? I do, don't I? I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Uh. <laughs> You mentioned Ole Miss. Yeah. They're known as the
1: Rebels. Yep. Their mascot up until 2003 was Colonel Reb, and they retired that mascot in 2003. Their athletic director at the time, Pete Boone, said, the Confederacy is behind us. I just think that it's time for us to change our whole thought process, our whole image, our whole look and feel about being the team of the 21st century. Hmm. And Apparently they kind of had a contest to see who their new mascot ought to be, and uh, starting in 2010, the Admiral Akbar was uh, was in the running to be their new mascot, but it didn't work out. So maybe UNLV
2: can seize the moment, dude. Do it, and you know what? You'll be the most loved team ever.
1: <laughs> Get Admiral Akbar. Uh, it's weird, dude. But I want see the mascot. I would not be surprised within the next six months if UNLV makes an announcement about a mascot logo and uh, you know change that way. We're going to change our mascot. Uh, maybe they'll still be the rebels, but it will look vastly different than what we see today. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, other news going on as we mentioned, the NBA is in the news. They're, they're more details have been revealed about their safety plan. Uh, we talked about all the amenities that they would have while they're there. More details, though, about um, you know, testing procedures. Who would be allowed to go in with the tr- the travel parties? Uh, could you have other guests uh, come and join you at some point? And the answer to that is yes, but only once you get into the playoffs. And if you get into the playoffs, you, there are a certain number of people and hotel rooms that could be made available to the, to the teams that advance. But it's up to the player to pay for those hotel rooms for their guests to come. And those guests have to be tested before they enter the bubble. And they have to be tested while they're in the bubble. That's interesting. Um, and, but the really, one of the biggest sticking points to this, AJ, continues to be, what about
2: older people that are involved in this? Oh, coaches and such? Coaches. Yeah. Have they figured out anything? Like, Because I know Rick Carlisle is the head of that coaches association and he's very close with uh with uh coach Popovich.
1: This could be uh this could be a very legal sticky issue if the yeah. NBA doesn't figure this out. Yeah. Um this is uh some of the details about it. If a team doesn't declare someone who might fit their uh somebody who could be considered protected because of their higher risk for severe illness like a coach who's older, uh, the league has the option to refer the matter to a physician for review. They're going to have like this three-person panel of medical experts that will review players' medical histories if they're at risk for severe illness, things like that. Um, but if, if the physician determines that a coach is, uh, is at risk, then the league can exclude the coach from being allowed onto the campus. Not just not coaching on the sidelines, they could be excluded from the
2: entire event. See, here's what I, th- I think you do is, I know it sounds kind of childish, you have them sign a waiver and say, hey, if you want to be on the court with your team and be at the facilities with your team, be at the hotel with your team, sign a waiver. So in case anything happens, it's not at our risk. Yeah, I still don't think it would stand up to court. You.
1: I'm not sure. Really? Even if really... you haven't
2: signed a waiver? I mean, you have them sign that piece of paper saying that we are not at fault with you knowing what risk you are taking. We are not at fault if anything comes upon you. Perhaps. Perhaps that's the way to, the way to it's do it. And then it's on them. It's on them. Look, if they want to be in it, great. You can be in it, but just know that we do not take any responsibility for anything that happens to you. What are you reading?
1: Uh, Somebody says that they should be the UNLV Sharks, and they
2: shared a picture of Jerry Tarkanian. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's actually really good. Shark the Tark. Oh, dude, what if it was a mascot of Tarkanian itself? (laughs) Chewing a towel? UNLV Tarkanians. Dude, that's really good. Uh, by the way, Boothy the
1: NBA they issued some of the other interesting guidelines. Uh, you can play ping pong, but no doubles in ping pong. Can you only can imagine too close to each other. And if you choose to play cards, they will get you a new pack every time somebody uses cards for card games. <laughs> uh, you have to wear masks at all times if you're indoors, unless you're playing or or practicing. Uh, You have to dress at your hotel room, and then you shower at your hotel room. There's no locker rooms. You don't come to the game all dressed fancy in your swag. Oh. You have
2: to be in your uni when you arrive at the arena. Really? That would be kind of interesting to watch. Hey, did you hear that they have like this hotline for a snitch? If they see anything going on? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so there's a hotline. Uh, I think it came out from uh, our boy Shams, but there's a hotline in case anybody breaks any kind of rules. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an anonymous hotline to report potential violations of protocols in Orlando. So, like, uh, could you imagine like Ben Simmons going over there and trying to get rid of like a star player? Hey, I saw Donovan over here. He's uh, he's not wearing a mask and he's. Standing about two inches away from my my boy Embiid, yes, Donovan Mitchell. He's about five foot nine. Can't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> one thing they did talk about is that they are encouraging
1: teams to bring with them as part of their travel party a mental health expert, because uh, there could be certain anxieties and stressors being cooped up in one place for that long, and that the. For that period of time being away from family and their traditional support systems so I think the NBA is trying to do this right i am I don't know about this these head coaches though that could be excluded if that happens, it would get really ugly yeah I don't I could see the whole team saying hey if if Pop can't coach, I'm not going to play no
2: way the whole team will play Pop will make him play he's not going to be happy and he's probably getting you right he's probably going to take something to court. The team's not going home. There's so much volatility as it is. They could just use that as another excuse. Pop isn't one to make excuses for a team shouldn't be playing. Now, he does use his pedestal at times because he's an absolute arrogant jerk. But he'll, <laughs> use his, he'll use his pedestal at times to get a message across yes. through the media. I don't think this would be the time to do that, though. I, I don't see Popovich being that guy. I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised by that.
1: Uh, hey, coming up next, we're going to take another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. The Vegas odds are out for who might win the Mountain West Championship in football. Where do the Aggies stand on this list? Who's on top isn't a surprise, but what's going on in the middle is a little bit more surprising. We'll discuss that next on the Full Court Press.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. <laughs>
1: Eric Franson, Aj Salveson, last couple of minutes of the show with you this afternoon. And Superbook USA has updated their odds to who might win the Mountain West Conference in the upcoming football season. Now, I'll be honest, I don't fully understand what these numbers mean with odds. I'm not a, I don't do sports betting. (laughs) But they do have an order here, and I can understand an order. (laughs) (laughs) Boise State, uh, number one. And it looks like, if I'm understanding it correctly, they have strong odds. Uh, number two is Air Force, followed by San Diego State, Hawaii, and Fresno State. Hmm. Um, I'm, frankly, I'm a little surprised Hawaii is as <laughs> high as they are. I mean, there's going to be a big uh, quarterback change, yeah, a coaching the quarterback. change. Yep. Fresno State's got a coaching change. Well, San Diego State does, too. Uh, but then next, Nevada and Wyoming are tied in the, follow, in the in the next line of order there. Colorado Followed by Colorado State, and then finally Utah State. And rounding out the bottom, San Jose State, UNLV, and New Mexico. I, frankly, am not surprised to see Boise State where they are. I'm not surprised to see San Jose State, UNLV, and New Mexico where they are. But I wouldn't put
2: Utah State in the bottom third. No, I think Utah State's going to be a better football team. I, I love Henry Collinby. Absolutely love the kid. He's got great footwork, great arm, great vision. He's going to surprise and turn a lot of heads in the Mount West Conference. He's going to be special. He's got good talent around him. I think Utah State finishes above Wyoming, above Nevada, above Hawaii. That Fresno State game, uh, that team, I, I, it's a tough one. Um, but I think they finished somewhere above in the top half of the middle of the pack. And, and uh, Air Force scares me still. Boise's Boise State, right, as always. Um, and San Diego State's going to be an intriguing team too I don't think San Diego State's going to be as good They're going to benefit from a weak side of the conference
1: uh, Yeah, I agree with that I agree with that I think that Utah State is is kind of a middle of the pack School in the Mountain West for this upcoming year I just think that there's too many questions about the running back position The uh, If there's a uh, a great wide receiver in the mix I think there's some good wide receivers I just don't know if there's a great wide receiver in the mix right now For USU uh, and I think there's some questions about that defensive front um, for the Aggies as well. So I just think there's a few too many questions for USU to put them much higher than the top third. I have them in the middle third of what I would think right now, just looking what what we from what we know, without much of a spring practice at all to evaluate yeah. what Utah State football might look like no, for this upcoming season. You anyway, know that's going to do it for us tonight. Appreciate the, the the phone call or the the texts and the comments. And
0: uh, uh, keep texting in to let us know what you think about UNLV. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The NFL announced that they will hold the 2021 Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Wide receiver Golden Tate joked on Twitter that they'd better have the game the day the players land. I assume he means that that'll keep them focused on football. I'm not sure it matters. They don't play very hard in the Pro Bowl anyway. But everybody better get used to football in Vegas. The Raiders will hopefully be there in a few months. Sometimes teams struggle unexpectedly against the Dolphins in Miami. They call it the South Beach Flu. We'll see how they do in Vegas. Not so long ago, the NFL wanted nothing to do with this city. They even tried to penalize Tony Romo for having a fantasy convention there. Oh, now they're all in. They didn't get to host the draft this spring, but it will be back there in 2022. Las Vegas is a destination city for the league. That doesn't mean the Pro Bowl will be any better than it usually is but at least the players will probably have a whole lot more fun. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.